We all have needs and desires and seek to discover our own erotic journey. You've come to the right place. This is Seek, Discover, Create with Lexi Silver, presented by SDC. In the next hour, we're here to answer your burning questions about relationships, sexuality, and health from the leading sex experts and professionals. Now, here is your host, Lexi Silver. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to SDC Present Seek, Discover, Create. I'm your host, Lexi Silver. And as usual, we have a very lectual show for you today. We're going to be talking about sex. You know, it's one of my favorite topics, specifically women's sexuality. So I'm excited to introduce my guest today, Jesse Camille, the creator and host of the Pussy Party Podcast and the creator of Panty Dropper, an all-vegan CBD-infused stimulation serum. Today, we're going to discuss female empowerment, slut-shaming, body confidence, and much more as we uncover some taboos when it comes to female sexuality. And later in today's show, I'll also be answering some questions from you, the audience, during my Letters to Lexi segment. If you want me to give you some lectual advice with the bonus help of my special guest or guests each week, write in to me at Lexi at sdc.com and connect with me on social media on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. Now, before we start our chat with Jesse, I just want to thank our sponsor, SDC.com, your and my expert source of exclusive information about sex, health, and relationships, where you can also access the world's largest lifestyle dating platform. Use my special promo code, 7070, to get two months free at SDC.com. That's 7070 to get two months free at SDC. So get ready to fearlessly embrace your lexuality with Jesse and I. Let me tell you a little bit more about my special guest today. Jesse Camille hosts the Pussy Party Podcast, where she helps women who feel like their sexuality is confined, misunderstood, or misrepresented to feel empowered to unapologetically express their sexual needs and wants, which I love because you all know this show is all about shameless sex. Jesse's also the creator of Panty Dropper, an all-vegan CBD-infused stimulation serum designed to give extra clit sensitivity. Mm, sounds good. Through Panty Dropper, she also offers her tantra services as a sensual healer to help people increase intimacy and create a mind-body connection that can lead to powerful orgasms. Oh, who doesn't want those? Jesse's book, 30 Ways to Start Manifesting, a journaling guide for manifestation beginners, became the number one new release on Amazon. She travels all around the country, exposing people to various aspects of sexuality, all to help change the attitude around taboo sexual topics, and she works to bridge the gap between spirituality, sensuality, and sexuality. Welcome to my show, Jesse. Thank you for joining me today. Thank you for having me. You just did that so beautifully. I need to take you everywhere. <laughs> you know, I, I get that a lot, actually. Yeah. yeah. I like how you put my whole life. That was great. <laughs> well, you've accomplished a lot and you're so young and it is awesome to have a youthful perspective. And I say youthful, like I'm not that much older than you, but still, it's nice to have a youthful perspective about sexuality. I want to hear more about how you first started doing what you're doing right now. Like, I love your mission with Pussy Party Podcast to help empower our women to unapologetically, I love how you say that, express our sexual needs and wants. So tell me why you decided to start podcasting and talking about this. Well, really, you know, I don't have this big grand thing. I was doing podcasts with some other friends at one point. And you know, when you're doing things with a group of people, sometimes it works out, sometimes it doesn't. And at the same time, you know, I was still ready to get something out there. And I remember getting together like that morning after, you know, you and all your friends go to 
to your various dick corners and, you know, have a night of supposed to be amazing, mind-blowing sex. And I remember coming back being like, oh my gosh, it was so great. He just flipped me upside down and blah, 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 blah. And everybody else was like, oh, it was horrible. Oh, it was trash. Even one of my gay friends was like, oh my gosh, like it was just so blah. And I was like, I am not going to stand for this. This is ridiculous. Like, you have an unalienable <laughs> right to pleasure and to orgasms. Like, I was ready for that camaraderie of like, yay, we all had good sex and orgasms, but it wasn't the case. And this had been happening for a little bit. And so Snapchat was like all the rage at that time. And so I was like, you know what? I am starting the pussy party and I'm going to be the pussy party president. And I'm going to do this State of Union address. And so I did this three to five minute spiel on the pussy party mission statement and like the things that we believed in that we needed, you know, representing the pussy. You know, I felt like the pussy had all the things of why like America rebelled. We had taxation without representation. We had all these things. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to be the pussy party president and God bless pussy America. I went on this whole little rant that was very politically themed. And um, a little bit later, I ended up hanging out with some friends and had some conversations similar to what we have on the pussy party podcast. And I asked the group, Hey, what would you do if you woke up in the morning with a penis? And to the men, what would you do if you woke up in the morning with a pussy? And it was such this amazing conversation. I was like, you know what? This is my podcast and I can do this. So I kind of combined that moment of me being really upset to where I went on this Snapchat rant for like the (laughs) pussy state of the union address. Like we need to talk to the country and that great conversation between men and women. And then boom, the Pussy Party podcast was born and it's just been like embraced and people really have taken to it ever since. Oh. Wow, what a great story. I think probably one of the reasons, the main reasons, other than obviously your vibrant personality and the way you actually communicate about sex, is just the fact that you are, you're really touching us at our core when you're talking about sex, right? I mean, that's how we all got here. We're all, we, you know, it's on most of our brains most of the time. time. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe, maybe some more than others, Um, but still, yeah, pretty much. But you talk about empowerment, right? And Mm -hmm. I think empowerment is so important. And I want to know what it means to you. It might mean something different to everyone. Some people that I speak to who, you know, who are women who basically say they believe female empowerment is all about encouraging women to do whatever Mm -hmm. they want, right? And that's kind of a general definition. So I want to hear from you, like specifically what you think about that. You know, when I say women empowerment and especially like, you know, sexual freedom and and liberation is honoring, you know, what, whatever you believe in, what God gave us, you know, and we have that divine feminine that essence and I think that throughout history we've kind of been taught like it's been a very confusing thing of give it to me but don't I want to see it I need it like from you know the opposite sex or just society but wait hide it keep it closed and I mean I really feel like female empowerment is as simple as when you're at the gas station and you're pumping gas and you're about to go walk in that walk that you have and just that knowledge of being a woman and knowing knowing that your essence changes the energy of the place and that all eyes can be on you and you can get certain attention from that and kind of using that power for good versus I want to walk to the store, I'll cover myself up and kind of hold my head down and not really walk with that female essence that, you know, God gave us. So I'm empowering women to like hold those boobs up high and walk pussy <laughs> first. Um, 
unapologetically. And the thing is, even if you walk pussy first, doesn't necessarily mean that you're sexually active or you're sex, you know, you're into kinks or, you know, the whole gambit of how we could get there. It just means that you understand what you're sitting on and you are proud of it and get expressive as we want to be. And that's your prerogative. But that's really what it is for me is just not being shamed of that female essence, period. Wow. That was a more in-depth answer than I was expecting. And I love it. It's <laughs> No, it's great. I don't think I've ever heard empowerment being defined that way. It's a very interesting perspective. For me, I think when I think of empowerment, for me, it is that non-judgment, right? It's, right. you know, if I have a group of girlfriends and someone does something that, you know, I don't personally agree with, with my own, whatever my morals are, whatever or lack thereof, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> that I'm not judging her for whatever her choices are. They're her choices and they belong to her and she can do whatever the hell she wants, you know? So I think it's about supporting our female sisters, like pretty much all around the world, who are trying so hard in this world to make our mark. Right, and right. I understand yeah. what you're saying. They've kind of been put on us in this like ideal. And I mean, I totally agree with that, but I've taken more of like a personal accountability standpoint of it because I find, and I hate to say this, that when it comes to sexual shame and things like that, I do find it more from women than from men, you know? And I feel like the women that do it are the ones that are the most shame of their own or have this ideal that if you do this, this means that you're that, you know, that label. So, you know, I feel like if those women, even themselves and being the conservative type that they are, if they still understood and proclaimed and took a pride in their pussy power and not tried to act like it's this thing they're going to put in the box and close until they want to, you know, sweet talk their husband into buying them a refrigerator, you know, whatever, (laughs) then we would not have so much of that need to be like, yes, I am a woman and I create this space and I support women versus this is for me. And if every woman wants it for themselves, then it'll kind of automatically trickle into this camaraderie because I've had experiences just on my own where I'm, you know, sitting on a rock in Guatemala with my little bikini and I may have my legs open and I'm posed and I get more bashing from women who are like, oh, she's just trying to get male attention and she's not smart and all these things that have nothing to do with me looking cute in this one piece bathing suit. And I find it more from women up front. Now from the men, it's kind of a little bit like a behind closed doors thing, I feel. But yeah, that's that's my, my bag on women empowerment. Honestly, I've had the same experience with other women being the perpetrators of trying to shame other women. And we're going to talk about that in the next segment. I want to talk about slut shaming. Um, yes. I don't care. I'm a slut. I own it. That's fine. Mm-hmm. There's nothing wrong with it. But I think that, you know, historically society has just shamed women for being sexual creatures, even though- right. They want us to be sexual creatures. Yeah. It's like very mind fucking. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. It's the Madonna and whore, you know, very the- much. Yeah. The dichotomy there. Mm-hmm. So just want to take a super quick break. And when we get back, we're just going to talk about female sexuality and slut shaming. For now, let me just tell you all about the world's largest adult sex ed platform, sdc.com, where you can find loads of information about sex, health, and relationships. Watch videos, listen to podcasts, and read articles from professionals all around the world like Dr. Jess, Sunny Megatron, Dr. Elizabeth Sheff, John and Jackie Melfi of Open Love 101, and many more SDC contributors. And I'll just add my name to that list because you can find lots of lectual resources on SDC, so check that out. So we were just getting into 
women judging other women, right? Mm-hmm. And I think honestly, yeah, that sounds like you're the summary of my experiences with you know being shamed for various things that I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know that you've definitely experienced similar things because you know you also talk very openly about sex and you are shameless about it. And because mm-hmm. why should we feel shame about who we are? This is our essence, like you said. I love right. that word. And what I want to know is when you do talk to other women about sex on a camaraderie level, right? Where right. they're really down to earth with you, where there's really that feeling of not judging. What are some of their main concerns that they talk to you about? I Most other people around me are pretty open. They may just need someone to kind of like be that first one to step out and then they unleash. So I think it's just like being comfortable that like, you know, they're not going to be judged by the other folks. But, you know, I do have some folks that are on the conservative side that just don't think that once they open up like that Pandora's box, so to speak, that they can handle it. They don't feel like they have the control factor that they do when things are hushed or when they just don't even go there at all. So I think it's just this big fear to tiptoe into desire Mm -hmm. that, you know, those women, I think, or even people, but those women, most of all, have an issue with. And then the other side is I usually talk about, well, men get to do this. Men live this life like this, men, men. And so then it comes off, well, like, oh, so you just want to be able to do what the guys do, or you just want to be treated like a man. And it's not even that. It's not that I want to be treated like a man. It's that we really have more similarities than differences when it comes to male and female, when it comes to desire, things we're into, you know, places that feel good are not really too different, Mm -hmm. you know, places that feel good on a man. And just kind of getting over ourselves to really talk about like the truth of things and the science of things. One topic, like anal. People go crazy about that. And it's, it's shame, 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 since and sin or pain, 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 you know, whatever it is. (laughs) And, you know, I mean, I remember when I was young, I used to think that, you know, sucking dick was nasty, like literally, you know, all these things. And so there's just this huge overtone of sin, unhealthy, or just you're not wife material. Those things. I do. I get that. Those are the big things. And religion. (laughs) And religion. (laughs) Well, I mean, you know, religion, politics, like the way we were raised have all made an impact on how we feel about our bodies and our sexuality. Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, historically women have been taught, don't talk about sex, don't have sex unless it's, you know, in your marriage, but like adultery was okay for men, but not for women. I'm so passionate and fired up about this that I could go on forever about that, but forever. And I feel like maybe, just maybe, there is a bit of a turn that has been happening recently. I'm curious to know, you know, for you in your experiences, like how do you feel that the media has been doing as far as trying to represent women in a more positive way, in a more liberated way? Right. So I do see a shift cosmically. That's a whole nother conversation. I think that's why it's happening. You know, the divine feminine is kind of coming into its rightful place, but that's trickled down to the people that are actually producing the media, directing the media, writing it, acting it out, you know, are more women. So you're getting just a more authentic perspective because we're finally in places that we never have been in before that we're making decisions or that we're writing scripts or that we're filming things a certain way. Even like, you know, pornography, like 
there's so many people that are able to own their own content and film it and put it out there how they want to. So women, you know, porn was made for, for male pleasure. You know what I'm saying? And I even think they kind of tricked the man a little bit into their mind of what they should find pleasurable when now it's going way more natural. You're seeing a lot more different variants. There's not like just like porn pussy. You know, there's a certain kind of vagina that you see that was porn style, you know, shaved or had something special and, you know, not a natural thing where now you're seeing more body types, you're seeing more, you see, you know, people of color having different representation that just because, you know, they're actually in places where they can make decisions that are best to represent us, represent women, represent people of color, trans, da, 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 da. Where before it was more like it's a man's world and we're going to put it all out in the man's favor. And I know the guys kind of feel some kind of way about it, but it's true. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they they kind of feel some way about it because they've been benefiting from it for a long time, right? Right. Um, I'm speaking super generally. You know, the men that I know and that are close to me and everything are all for putting women to the front. And I think that's Mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. (laughs) um, The shift cosmically, you know, that the divine feminine is finally kind of being awakened and we recognize that we are here and power in what we have. And so we're doing something with it now and I feel like you know divine feminine is not something that just women have you know we were all born female and then biology did its thing every man has a feminine aspect to them as well you know we both have that balance and I feel like the men who have recognized and who um, respect and who have kind of put that feminine aspect as a pillar in their life they're doing fine they're thriving right now as like things are changing and stuff is shifting it is the men who have kind of ignored like that it exists or ignored that there was an issue or are leaning so heavily on the masculine side that they're struggling right now. They're getting exposed and they're kind of getting left behind. And they are really the ones that I feel like are feeling that shift the most, the worst way, you know, with all of the different movements and things that are going on. If you aren't with it, then you're kind of getting left behind. I think that men and women are socialized in different ways, right? We're taught to be nice. to be polite, right? Mind your manners, be respectful. You know, men are taught to conceal the way they feel and not to talk about emotions. So by repressing that part of them that I think is concordant with, you know, the divine feminine, they are missing out on a part of themselves that they might want to express. Like, you know, we all have a balance, right? And I mean, like you said, we all have a masculine and a feminine in the sense that you're talking about inside Mm -hmm. of us. So I just think that it's interesting that these days you're seeing a lot more men who are willing to express themselves, who who are trying to unlearn those patterns patterns, those damaging and toxic patterns. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to embrace, you know, what we naturally have. So right, I think that's right, just right. really, uh, I think that's really cool. One thing though, that men are not really experiencing as much of as, and I really don't really see this changing anytime soon is they don't get really shame for being man whores, but you know, right the minute we start dating a bunch of different people or just having casual sex, we're sluts, right? Now, for me, like I talk about this a lot, I've been slut-shamed in the past, dating back from high school and even now with people who might not agree with what I do and I don't really care because I'm going to live my life authentically and you know, if they're not okay with it, then that's, that's their good. problem. But how can we start to shed the shame that we have been socialized to feel as women uh, when it comes to expressing our sexuality? You basically said that you think 
think that women are shaming other women because they mm-hmm. feel insecure and they feel ashamed of their sexuality. Mm-hmm. So how can we stop with the slut shaming already? Right. Well, the thing is you can't shame someone who doesn't care and you can't really shame <laughs> someone who kind of is proud or that leads with it. So like, I would say even for women that are dating to not wait, to not hold back, to not like, you know, hi, I'm, this is what I do. You know, I'm polyamorous. I like this. I'm dating you. And I'm going to also be dating this person. And if you like it, take it or leave it and be okay with someone saying, well, I'm going to leave it. But usually people like and trust and respect the honesty and the openness. And so then there's no room for shame when you claim it pro actively. I even know people who are HIV positive. There's a lot of shame in that and there's an automatic slutness and all that stuff that comes with it, even if that may not be the case. And I know someone, hi, you know this, and I'm HIV positive. And if you can date somebody like that, then great. And if not, you can't. And that kind of takes out the whole gambit of even being able to be slut shame. But I recognize that that's like the easiest and hardest thing to do because what I'm asking you to do is have a lot of pride and a lot of confidence in however you decide to move sexually. And that is not very easy for a lot of people to do because a lot of people aren't even being true with themselves. So, you know, maybe we need to take a few steps back and just say, get naked (laughs) in front of the mirror. Cut on the favorite music that you would like to have sex to and start to love on yourself. And I know they say don't video and don't sit because they're just so scared of all the technology age, but video it and like it and send it, to, you know, like start to really share who you are and how you dance when no one's looking with the person that you're allowing to put their penis in you or put their, you know, put their mouth on you or whatever. And that is how I feel like the confidence is built over time when you just stop caring about hiding how you are when you're by yourself. That's amazing. Well, that authenticity, right? It's hard because, you know, there's just so many things out there in the world that are making us feel like we can't be our authentic selves. But yeah, it does come from within. And I want to talk a bit more about that and about connecting with that authentic self after this little break. And we're also going to answer some letters to Lexi very soon. But first, I want to invite all of you sexy globetrotters to fulfill your wanderlust with SDC Travel, where you can enjoy an adventure with other like-minded open couples. Check out our annual trip to Greece, where we'll be lavishing in the sun on the vibrant island of Crete. Indulge in the all-inclusive luxury event resort in the Mediterranean, where you can eat, drink, bare your skin, swim, and play like Greek gods and goddesses. If you're seeking adventure in the erotic allure of hidden coves, naked beaches, and our SDC theme parties and playrooms, join us this May 2020 for our SDC takeover of Crete. Book your rooms now at sdc.com travel. Now, before we get to our letters to Lexi, I have a couple more questions for Jesse. And we were talking about connecting with our authentic selves, right? Which is super hard to do. I love what you said about the look in the mirror, you know, bring out your actual, your natural self, dance like no one's watching, like who cares, right? And I think all of those kinds of things, you know, even just dressing up in like sexy lingerie, looking at yourself and all that, that really does help inspire confidence. It has for me in the past. Definitely. Uh, So what have you done in your personal life to make yourself feel confident? Have you always felt this way? No, I'm not going to lie. I feel like I grew up with a little bit of like confidence privilege. I have always been pretty like, ah, 
you know, <laughs> but I know the reason why is because I had a father who never was like, where are you going with those little shorts on? You need to change clothes. You know, that those common things that you're seeing in media where the dad is like, son can go out and date and hang out till two o'clock in the morning and the daughter has to stay locked in the room. You yeah. know, that kind of thing. I never had that. I remember being a young girl and like, I'm in Texas, so we were Daisy Dukes. We were tank tops. We were all that stuff, right? And I remember my aunts telling my dad, oh my gosh, she's got on those little hoochie shorts. Like, <laughs> you're going to let her wear that? And I was young. Like, I was a little girl, right? So I wasn't really sexy, you know, I didn't even have a body like that or anything. And I remember my dad saying like, well, why are you looking at her like that? She dressed just like her mom. You know, she's, there's nothing wrong with that. And I know that because of that essence is probably one of the main reasons why I am able to be as confident as I am. And I recognize that the majority of the population does not have that. So how do you build it? How do you create it over time, right? Well, you have to set the standard of kind of like what you require especially from the opposite sex, having somebody who is very overly protective about what you're wearing when you're going out or that doesn't praise you for whatever your sexy is. Like me, I've, you know, I'm a curvaceous girl. I've got like a little stomach and stuff like that. And I like my cat suit. And I know that I may not have the flattest. I don't, I don't have a flat stomach at all, but I like it and I look sexy. And I may have a partner that's like, uh, you know, you got to always wear tight clothes. And I'm like, yes, I do. Like, this is what I feel good in and stand my ground on that. And standing your ground is kind of how you start to build that wall of confidence, right? And then the other one is masturbating. Yes. <laughs> oh, masturbating. One of my favorite topics. I yes. talk about that a lot. Yeah. And the thing is, I'm even not as big of a masturbator as most people would think, but I do recognize how much I felt um, about my own personal power when I made myself squirt for the first time. Oh, right. So like Womanizer needs to call me and sponsor me. I, I always, them and the satisfier, I always plug them, but a good clit suction vibrator will change your life. And I know. you recognize that yep. power of doing that, it's something invigorating inside of you. But you spoke about the Tantra, right? And I practiced with the Atlanta Tantra, the uh, Divine Institute of Sexuality. And they're big on masturbation manifestation. And the biggest thing that you could do to connect with yourself, you know, we all know the five senses, right? And we all know masturbation. We have to kind of marry those two together where you as, I mean, a person, but we're talking, you know, to women, you go get in front of the mirror or you get a mirror or get your camera or whatever, you need to know what your pussy looks like. You need to know what it looks like when you're chilling. You need to know what it looks like when you're trying to get turned on. You need to know what it looks like during climax. You need to know what it looks like after you come because those are all different things, right? So that's sight. You need to know what you smell like. You need to smell yourself and you need to know when, what's regular, what's not. And also have no shame around a pussy smelling like a pussy and not smelling like Victoria's Secret. You know what I'm saying? Or mangoes, so to speak, or what have you. And <laughs> I talk um, about that a lot too. Yeah. You know, and that's you, you know, and when you start to do that, you can definitely connect with yourself. You connect with your own essence. And I think it will change your sex life a little bit to where I know a lot of people who will have oral sex, but then don't want to kiss their partner. And so you're kind of creating a wall there because you're inadvertently shame of your own taste or your own smell. So it just goes all the way down the line of, of all those things. You need to get, get in there and, and know like, 
like, you know, when I'm extremely wet, I sound like someone running at the pool with wet flip-flop, you know, or the mac and cheese thing. Like, you've got to really connect, you know, with all of those things. So if you connect those five senses to masturbating and doing it in the mirror and maybe even touching yourself just to touch yourself and not necessarily to orgasm mm -hmm. because we miss the journey Mm -hmm. uh, trying to get to the destination and sometimes it like makes the destination even further because you're got all this pressure to like squirt or to come or what have you that's a big thing that I think we need to kind of take a step back from and just figure out how touching yourself makes yourself feel good because I know some women who touch themselves and don't really feel much I'm kind of one of those women and it takes a while to really get there now another thing I would suggest is if you ever record yourself or have a partner record you like having sex to jack off to your own brand you know masturbate to yourself versus to Jess and Jasmine and King Noir which are like two of my favorite posts. I love them you yeah. know or to Pinky or to you know whoever you know you guys like out there be your own favorite porn star first and look at your own pictures look at your own thing and that could kind of help you in your mind where you get this dopamine and these endorphins from seeing these images those images are you so then you love yourself even more you know so those are some ways that kind of are tantric in nature and kind of just like regular old folk connectivity that you can do those are great suggestions I think it is so important to have that connection with your body and not to be ashamed of what you taste like or smell like I think it's just crucial I truly feel like you can't be a fully shameless embraced sexual person if you don't know certain things about your body you don't know how you like to be touched you don't want to do certain things to yourself because you find them weird or dirty or whatever, even if you're curious about it. I mean, even if your body is kind of calling out for it, it's just a pattern, right? So if you build a good pattern from the get-go, you can continue to feel that connection with yourself over time and you'll feel it yourself as an individual and then with whatever partner or partners who are lucky enough to get with you. And then right, you're able right, to, right. then you can connect with them because you've already connected with yourself. So I think, yeah, it starts with it's us. It's really hard for someone and be like, oh, what such and such a pussy stink. And you're like, no, it isn't. I know exactly what my pussy smells like. I smell myself all the time. You know, you know mm -hmm. versus do I? Oh, I don't know. I always try to just do it in the shower where I can wash it off really quickly, which no shame about mm -hmm. doing it in the shower. But you know, once you know yourself, it's really hard for somebody to come at you. That is so true. And it also just makes you feel that confidence that you feel just so, it just seeps into other areas of your life. If you feel mm -hmm. confident as a woman or sexually, you can honestly do, you do can anything. do anything. Yeah. So what advice do you have for women who are looking to amplify their pleasure during sex and masturbation? So I said things that I already said. There are some other, I have something that I created. So I'm like secret, you know, the deodorant, <laughs> you know, strong enough for a man, but made for a woman. <laughs> I made this product called Panty Dropper. So one thing that you didn't mention in my long list of things that I do is I'm an herbalist by nature. That's where I started in my spiritual journey is with herbs. And I'm fond of the marijuana CBD hemp plant because mm -hmm. it's an herb as well. So I put together this blend. It's my product called Panty Dropper. And it is a CBD infused stimulation serum. Now I made this for clits at first. You know, that's a very sensitive and, and raw skin, 
right clitoral area and you put a few drops on there and between the CBD and the herbs, it brings a lot of sensation to your clit. The CBD draws the blood to it so it can get engorged faster and it has a cooling like tingly sensation. You can use it for self-pleasure to help for the women who may not really feel much when they touch themselves or my toys, I'm like over it. I need something else. I need something extra. This will definitely kick it up a notch and it really just brings a lot of natural lubrication to, you know, the vagina area where you may not have had it before. Now, this is not like a lube. This is not something that you're going to lube your whole vagina up to be able to, you know, have sex. This is something that is just a serum. So you only need a little bit and it's going to help your body do what it naturally does, right? Now, you can also get a few drops and someone can start eating your pussy. And I mean, it is something very sensational about when they're breathing, you know, and they're eating the pussy and that breath to cause that extra coolness over time. So it definitely like takes things up a notch. But through like getting this stuff out there and like, you know, my followers, they're crazy. Like I love them so much. I found (laughs) that you could put drops of this down the scrotum and where men feel a lot of sensation at the head of the penis, it brings a lot of awareness to their entire penis. And when you're, you know, giving them head, that CBD, that's going to relax relax your throat muscles. And so you're going to be able to deep throat more and without the numbing of most deep throat stuff. And then it's cooling and all those things too still, but um, it tastes good and it helps like whatever in the herbs. I didn't do this on purpose. I wish I did, but um, <laughs> it helps generate that silky saliva that mm. you really get after you're like gagging, choking, dying on it. Mm-hmm. So it really promotes just a lot more of a cohesive deal and then same thing that cbd is gonna bring that blood to the scrotum to where he's harder longer and a little bit faster and then we went deeper into some of my followers that are same-sex couples who like to put some on you know the anus and it relaxes your anus and it keeps it cool to help you know get in there or afterwards after a rough anal session it's good for the aftercare if you have any kind of inflammation and that cooling and what have you i would say this is the thing you know if you go get condoms or you go get sex toys or what have you you want to get some panty dropper too because it is definitely going to like i said bring more awareness to all of the erogenous zones and take your sex to the next level bigger orgasms that's my life mission so. <laughs> it's a perfect mission. You're so benevolent. Look at Thank that. You. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds amazing. I need to get my hands or other body parts on on some of that. I got you. We're gonna we're gonna make it happen. <laughs> so there's been a rise in you know people using cannabis products for sexual pleasure and different. It's not new specifically, but there has been a surge in recent in the last couple of years. Right, and it being a mainstream thing for sure, and it's still very untapped into. I mean. The market is huge and there's only a handful of people that are doing things in the sexual arena and especially for women. So myself, I'm active. I have a partner that is extremely well hung. Um, <laughs> I call him, you know, my Alabama roll tied elephant trunk. He's from Alabama, so I, I, I joke with him. And, you know, we may have sex many times and just after time I mean with the vagina being the muscle that it is it's gonna kind of swell up it's gonna get sore no matter how much you do it and I've had him put some of this on his penis and and the pain you know of having like a little bit of a soreness or you know sometimes you get extremely tight Mm -hmm. 
it just relaxing my muscles and allowing me to start back lubricating and stuff like that. So I say it's like the gift that keeps on giving, you know, and these are just things that we developed over like my own trial of trying my own stuff and people that I've had tested out in the market that have just like ran with it. I made it for, you know, masturbating and clit stimulation. And now it's like, you can use it in the whole process. It's really awesome. Ooh, nice. I like the product testing part of it. Definitely. <laughs> that well, is me, fun. Let me tell you really quick, because I know a lot of people have some common questions when it comes to anything in the hemp side of the world. Yeah. Will I fail a drug test if I use this? No. So it goes topically. And so it goes right into your skin. It, it isn't ingested or inhaled. So it doesn't go through the liver. And the liver, when it processes any of these, it creates a certain chemical that shows up in drug tests and things like that. So if it's on topically, you're not going to, it's not going to go through that process. And so you're fine. But CBD is the non-psychoactive component of marijuana. So you have THC and you have CBD. And I like to say CBD is like an Advil of marijuana. You know, you take a Midol, you don't feel anything. You just don't have a headache. CBD does a similar thing to your body and you just don't feel like the euphoric effects that you would feel if you were smoking weed or if you ate it or some things like, or like the THC part. And then the biggest thing that it does um, is that you have two systems in your body. You have the SIS and the SES system. So one is the sexual inhibition system and one is the sexual excitation system. So one is going to be like the brakes and one is going to be the gas pedal. And so the brakes one, usually more women have heavier SIS, the, the inhibition system, because we are scared of pain. We're scared of diseases. We're scared of getting pregnant. We're scared of social shame. It has a very big fight or flight part in that system. And more women have this than men, right? And then you have the sexual excitation system, which is the gas pedal, which is like, this feels great. This feels good. Give me more. Give me more. Give me more. And so what you find with most women and why I created this is that they are pushing the gas and pumping the brakes at the same time, or they're like, and so it's very confusing for your body. And you're wondering why sex may feel okay or good, but I'm not having orgasm or I don't, sex doesn't feel good at all because mentally, emotionally, and physically, your body is very confused. And then, you know, men many times are not worried about the inhibition part and they're going on the gas so hard, which is why they may have so the CBD connects to all of these different parts of your body system, nervous system, your circulatory system, your digestive system, reproductive system. And basically what it does is it balances blood and breath. And so when you have the balance of the blood and breath, you have the balance of the excitation system and the inhibition system to where your body can just naturally live and enjoy. And so that's the big thing. That's why CBD is so big because it connects to so many parts of every system that you have in your body, but it does a regulation on a level that many different medicines or the Viagras or the even some just regular herbs, lavender, you know, it just doesn't do. So I think that that's the little secret that scientific, you know, that most people don't even really know. And when I do the seminars at like Exotica and things like that, presentation called Come Harder with CBD. And I explain this. And when I break it down, people are like, like, huh. Huh. Yeah. 
<laughs> and it all makes sense. And then, you know, they do put things together. And then the other thing is I have people who are like, oh, I have great sex and things are good. And, you know, I don't need that. And, you know, you may be great, you you know, and that's fine. But, you know, I'm, I'm sexually accomplished. I have amazing, great, fabulous sex all the time. But I'm always looking for ways to improve and to prolong. And this candy dropper is, is the ticket, is the thing that I've made to make that happen. Ooh, I love it. All right, let's talk a little bit to the audience now because I have some letters that I want to answer. And during Letters to Lexi, as some of you are starting to know, I give you the shameless, no bullshit answer your friends might not have the titanium ovaries or balls of steel to tell you. No question is ever too taboo or queer or weird, so don't be shy. I love getting your messages, so keep sending them in. Write to me at Lexi at SDC.com and connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Lexi Silver. That's Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y. So I chose a couple of letters. Let's see how many we can get through right now. Awesome. All right. Titanium ovary. (laughs) I love saying that because also titanium is harder than steel. Right. All right. Um, So this one's from Sandra from Instagram. Hey, Lexi, I just went through a nasty divorce and I'm finding it super hard to find my sex drive again. I don't even want to masturbate anymore and have no interest in dating. What can I do? Okay. So you need to firstly give yourself some time. I don't know when this all happened. Just went through, could have been a year ago. It could have been a day ago. I have no Mm. context for understanding, right? But whoa, give yourself a second to breathe and don't be hard on yourself. Like you need to take a bit of time because I don't know what kind of relationship it was in before, who started it, who ended it. I don't really have context over here, but hearing nasty means that there was a lot of emotion involved. So maybe your body and your brain are tired. Maybe they're just tired and they need a break. So give yourself a bit of a break and then maybe start working on the processing some of the emotional stuff and learning to be by yourself again. I'm going to just assume by the sound of this that maybe you're now currently single. Okay. So now you have to know, again. you have to relearn what it's like to be without a partner and who you are now versus who you were before you met this partner. You might not be the same exact person, right? We change over time. So you need to reconnect with yourself and give yourself time, you know, date yourself, learn about yourself. What do you like? What do you not like? Give yourself time to get back into your zone. And honestly, once you start doing that, you're going to start feeling a little bit better and a little bit better about yourself. Like some of this emotional baggage has left you, you can start fresh. So maybe seeing it from that perspective and then take your time and then start masturbating again. I get that you don't want to masturbate now, but man, your brain is just tired. Like it is very hard to have sexual desire when there's a lot happening in your brain. I completely understand that. So don't be hard on yourself. You'll, you will get there. What do you think, Jesse? So I agree. Now, so I'm divorced. I've been divorced for like four years or something almost. And so I totally understand. And I'm going to tell you exactly what I did, okay? Um, I didn't necessarily not have a sex drive, but because I was married, I couldn't have connectionless sex. And what I feel like she may be scared to do, obviously, is create a connection with somebody again. So until she's able to do that, your body's not going to want to have sex. So I would go on a 30-day cleanse. I would, because when I first got divorced, honey, I was smoking cigarettes. I was like, you know, that's how, you know, nasty it was. And I recognized that I had a void that I was trying to fill 
with something, right? You could still be going through the divorce process. I mean, it's, you know, the whole, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, but do a 30 day cleanse. And what I mean by that, no meat, no alcohol, no tobacco, no sex, no men, no masturbating. Just take all that off the table. And what you are going to do is you're going to eat healthier. You're going to work out. You're going to get active in some sort of way. You need to do something where your kundalini is being activated. And the easiest way to do that is to dance. So Zumba, pole dancing, yoga, something like that. Drum dancing classes. You need to do something where you're moving your body in that sexual way, but it's not sexually related at all. And do that for 30 days. You know, even if maybe you do eat meat, like no red meat, no, no pork. Cleanse your body because there's a lot of emotions in the weight. And so if you can kind of release some of that, and then throughout those 30 days, I maybe would take what's called a spiritual bath, where you take a bath with like sea salt and some herbs that kind of like help you feel like, like go buy yourself a bouquet of flowers that represent yourself and take all those petals off of those flowers and put that in the bathtub with the sea salt and just take a loving bath with yourself twice a month. So two times in those 30 days. And you'll be surprised when you're going to be at the vegetable aisle buying kale and some guy's gonna walk up and be like, can you get me the green beans? And then you're gonna see him and then, wow, you have sexual drive and you're ready to do <laughs> on day 29, you know? So just take it all off the table and also go to therapy. If you have a job, most jobs give you like three to six free sessions for certain issues. In divorce, they're always like, oh, yep. <laughs> go ahead and just go talk to somebody as you're going through this cleansing process of just like releasing the bullshit. And I I would say that you're probably going to be ready to date when you can go to the grocery store and shop for one person again versus shopping for like the family or for like you and your spouse. That's a good indicator. So that was, and I'm telling you this from like my own personal experience. So I don't know if it'll work for you, but that's my titanium ovary advice. <laughs> <laughs> that's great advice. It's tough, right? Talking to someone, expelling all of that emotional energy. For me, writing is my purge, right? I was going to say that too. Yeah. Like journaling of letting go of the bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to let go of that bullshit. <laughs> all right. So we have time for one last question. So this one is from Rianne. I'm recently single and I've been kind of on a rampage on the dating scene. <laughs> Good Ooh. for you. Honestly, I'll just start with that. Good for you. Yep. My friends have started to make comments to me about how I've turned into a slut. And even though they're saying it jokingly, that's hurtful. I told them how I felt about their comments, but every now and then they keep sliding one into the conversation. It bothers me a lot and makes me feel super judged. What else can I say or do to get them to stop? Huh. All right. So you might not like this answer, but you got to surround yourself with people who support you and are not going to be judgmental and make you feel anything negative about yourself. That negativity does not belong in your life. So there always comes a time and many times in one's life where we have to take stock and evaluate the people who are around us and the things that we're doing, right? If we're not feeling good about something, why? What is the source of that? How can I eliminate that from my life? And honestly, if your friends are making you feel like this and you've even told them how you feel and that it bothers you and they continue to do it, there's a lack of respect there and there's a lot of other things going on, right? I honestly think that maybe it's time to either let them know finally and or cut them out of your life. You can do it however which way you want. I've cut people out of my life who are not supportive or have had a negative vibes uh, or energy that made me feel a certain way. And honestly, I'm a better person for it. So 
So that's my advice to you. You might not want to hear it, but yeah, maybe let them know again how you feel, but you know, assertively, not, hey, you know, like that really bothers me or whatever. No, if they say it again, you could be a bitch about it. Hey, I already told you how I feel about this. If you don't like what I do, shut your mouth and accept it. Because if you, you know, accept me for who I am, that's what a real friend does. So if you are not surrounded by real friends, get rid of them. That's all I have to say about that. What do you think, Jesse? You tell them, girl. (laughs) Um, So I agree. Also, too, I think you need to maybe take a step back and evaluate why you feel bad about it. The first thing that you said, you're like, I'm a slut and I claim it, right? Yep. So if your friends kind of jokingly said something, it wouldn't hurt your feelings as much as it does her. And I know we're all different, but you know, I don't know how long you were in the relationship that you just got out of, but you got to be rational with yourself and say, look, I've been sitting on the same dick for five years. (laughs) You know, Um, if I'm, you know, dating three people or if I'm whatever, it doesn't, the count doesn't matter to yourself. Are you really quote unquote a slut? Or if you do feel like it, you know, kind of be proud of, of, who you are but I think setting your boundaries is definitely important and you know maybe getting around like you said some other like-minded people but usually if I ever have a situation like that and they're like oh girl you just really getting around I'm like what jealous <laughs> what I say and they're like yeah <laughs> well and I mean there's for sure some kind of component of, of Rianne's friends who are make, making these comments because yeah they feel a certain way about it because mm-hmm. maybe they're yeah maybe they're not getting as much dick they're as she is on Paul's dick you know and they yeah. want to have fun or what have you so usually there's like either some hidden like little jealousy there or you know like they can't join you so they're gonna try to beat you down about it well too bad for them is what I say mm-hmm. <laughs> all right well that wraps up this week's letters to Lexi it's all we have time for right now. If you want me to answer your question about sex or relationships, connect with me, Lexi with an I, Silver with a Y, at Lexi Silver on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So that's how you can reach me. Jesse, how can we reach you after this? Okay, so I have many different <laughs> things, but the best way if you want to like talk to me and interact is on Instagram. And my Instagram is at Pussy Party Podcast, but it's spelled funny because we didn't talk about this, but Instagram censors the word pussy. So you have to spell it funny. So it's Pussy, P-W-U-S-S-Y, Party Podcast on Instagram. I always keep you up to date on like the events that I'm going to, things that I am involved in, and of course the episodes as I post them. I'm also on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, all those places to listen to the Pussy Party Podcast. And you can just type in it regular, the Pussy Party Podcast, and you'll see me on there in my The Future is Female shirt. The website for the podcast is thepussypartypodcast.com. And if you want to get some panty dropper or, you know, get a consultation on some tantric services or like a tarot reading, go to pantydropperoil.com. And all the info will be on there. And I'm even going to be adding some resources for the presentations on the CBD and sex and some other, you know, ways to manifest with sex on there. So that's a great place to find a lot of information and resources on pantydropperoil.com. Thank you so much for that. And thank you so much for joining me today. It was a really fun conversation. Yes, this was awesome. And thanks to everyone for listening today. That is it for this week's episode. Don't forget 
that you can learn more about sex, health, and relationships as you seek yourself, discover together, and create moments at sdc.com. Use my promo code 7070 to get two months free at SDC and try it out for yourself. Tune in on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on Voice America's Variety Channel for my next show. And you can always get my podcast episodes on demand via iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, TuneIn, and Google Play Music. Thanks for joining me, Lexi Silver, on Seek, Discover, Create. Until next time, stay lectual, people. (laughs) Bye. We appreciate you joining us on Seek, Discover, Create, presented by SDC.com. Please join your host, Lexi Silver, on another erotic journey next Tuesday at 5 p.m. Pacific Time and 8 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Until then, may you enjoy exploring your sexuality. 